Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. We are preaching the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. And right now you are proof of it because you're sitting right there listening to it. We are helping you make a journey of coming out of the world system and coming into the kingdom of God by uh, surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus. And I'm telling you what, this is an incredible journey. Now listen, you may be like so many people, you're serious about God, you love God, all of your intentions are in the right place. And, but for some reason, your life is always kind of up and down. And, and maybe you, you set out to do the right things, and sometimes you just end up in a mess. You know, even the Apostle Paul talked about a, a time in his life when, as a believer, not as an unbeliever, in the book of Romans, where he talked about a lot of times what the good that he intended to do, that wasn't what he did. So, and so why is that? Well, the Bible presents this concept of, of the heart. You know, spiritually, we are born again. Spiritually, we are made as righteous as, as we ever will be. But our true identity is a combination, really, of our, of our spirit and our soul. And so our spirit, our, our spirit's born again. Our soul is something that we manage out of, our, out of our life, out of our heart. We manage our emotions. But the combination of the spirit and soul actually uh, create what the Bible calls the heart. And the heart is the core of our being. And the real truth is everything that uh, we allow into our lives, everything that we do in our lives, uh, even we, though we don't realize that we are making it out of the beliefs of our heart more than out of our mind. Now, we make a lot of intellectual decisions, but the real truth is the heart always trumps the intellectual decisions. The heart is the real you. The heart is, that, is like the subconscious part of you that, that drives you, even when you don't understand what's driving you, even when you don't understand what's, what's affecting the way that, that you are making decisions. Now, one of the things that we know is that studies reveal that, that uh, by the age of five, most children have already developed their worldview and their sense of self. And it's based on everything that's going on around them, whether their family is loving, kind, accepting, critical, peaceful, chaotic, uh, all the factors. And what, what children do is they actually... In their own hearts, they pass judgments, and they pass judgments about why there's violence in their family. They pass judgments about why there's chaos in their family, and, uh, and those judgments become th their beliefs, and those beliefs, and beliefs are always about you. Tr beliefs of the heart are always about you. Even if you think it's about somebody else, y you think about people the way you think about them because of how you think about yourself, how you see yourself. And so it's crazy to think that by five years old, we have developed beliefs, we've experienced hurts and pains and rejections that will set us on a destructive path for the rest of our lives sometimes. 
And then sadly, even when people get born again, and I've been in the ministry almost 50 years, and when people get born again, the amazing thing is that the majority of believers still struggle with the same core issues that they had usually before they ever got born again. They may express them differently because they're in a different environment, because now they're wanting to live godly. They're wanting to live a different kind of life. But so many times, that is not, that is not what manifests. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, uh, uh, chapter uh, 4, I think it's about verse 23, you know, it tells us that it is our job to guard and in other places, it tells us to establish and to guide and to ride on our heart. And so, and so we are, have the primary role of, of influence in our heart. And we choose whether we will influence our heart with the word of God or whether we will influence our heart with the circumstances of the world around us. We choose if we will establish our heart and our new identity in Christ Jesus, or if we will continue to see ourselves as the sum total of our life experience up until this point. But so sadly, I watched so many people live a tormented life because uh, they really, even though it's in the Bible, and, and even though the heart is mentioned more than probably any other individual subject. The heart is the core of how faith works, how love works. Everything that's wholesome and healthy or everything that destroys our life is basically an issue of the heart. And so in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it tells us to, to keep or to guard our heart above all else. Because out of it flows all the issues of life. Well, that word issues, as I've told you many times, could have just as well been the word boundaries. And uh, as, as a boundary, you know, boundaries determine what gets out as well as what gets in. You know, m people who are vulnerable to deceit, to depression, to, to fear, to anxiety, all matter of things. If we are vulnerable to those things, then it tells us that there's something in our boundaries that allow those things to come in. Well, I'll tell you what's in our boundaries: beliefs, because our belief—I mean, our boundaries—are established by our beliefs. So, you know, when 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 I come out with a series like this about creating a new past, I know people go, "What in the world are you talking about?" Well, you know what? I'm going to show you how that you get to choose your past and you get to choose whether or not you will spend the rest of your life dragging the painful events of your life uh, into every new relationship, every new job, every new opportunity, or whether or not you will uh, walk into those situations with the acute awareness and the power of your new identity, of your righteousness of God in Christ. And the real secret to ending all of the trouble that's in your life today, that all of these ups and downs, all these owns and offs, is to know how to create and connect to a new past and leave the other past, the destructive past, the, the past that defines you by what you did and who you were outside of Jesus. Now, let me just, just mention this for those of you who are maybe new to this. 
this is this this series has gone on now for about nine weeks, I think. So you've got about nine free videos that you can watch about uh, all of these ancient mysteries and all of these things that happened. And uh, as we bring this down, the series down to kind of a close, we're trying to show you the importance of knowing and remembering and understanding things that happened in the past. And by knowing and understanding those things, you can know and understand what God will do in your situation right now. You can, you know, you can see yourself different in this situation right now. You can become a an overcomer in your own heart. You can come to the place where you, where you're a giant killer and 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 you always overcome. But it also and we all we started this whole series was going back to all of these questions that false science pretends like they either can't answer or they pretend like the actual answers that we have, which are provable, that they're not true. And so, so we lose all of these things that God has done for thousands of years, and we, we get no benefit from them. We are convinced that almost all of the great things that happen throughout history relating to God. We're convinced that they're just myths, that they're fairy tales. But, but I'm telling you something. If you, if you just now are jumping in this series, go back and watch all of the videos. But also remember that we have an audio series, and the audio series is not an overlap of the video series. We always do an audio series because there are always people who are serious, who are serious disciples who want to develop themselves. They want more uh, understanding of how to, how to walk in the application of these truths. So we always have an audio series that, that supports and adds to the series that we provide for you for free. And, you know, by the way, I have people all the time say, Jim, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't even know how you survive financially because you have more free material online than anybody we have ever seen. Well, you know something? We're here trying to make disciples, trying to take the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. So we do put a lot of stuff out there for free. But I want you to know, every time you buy one of these series, every time you purchase one of these, you are investing in yourself as a disciple. You're investing in your walk with Jesus as Lord, but you're also investing in the kingdom of God because we use these resources to go out and touch the world. So I want to thank you, all of you who do that. And, you know, many of you may say, you know what, Jim, I, I don't really, I'm, I'm not really a purchaser per se because I get everything I want out of these videos. But if you get everything you want out of these videos, I want you to do a couple of things. Number one, I want you to share these with your friends. and help everybody you can. But secondly, you may want to consider becoming a world changer, a financial partner who helps us, again, take the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. So be sure to go to, to my website, drjimrichards.com or impactministries.com and check out what we're doing all over the world. You may really, you may really want to be a part of this. Now, in this, in this series, we have talked about all of these things that happen. And you know, we if you if you will believe read the Bible and believe it, and then if you will let the accurate accounts of history uh, stand up for themselves, none of, none of the ancient mysteries actually are very complicated. Uh, 
you know, I teach a lot about the Nephilim, and the Nephilim were the ones that came here, claimed to be from other planets, came, actually they claim to have come from the region of Orion's belt, and that they are the gods that created us, and, and uh, uh, because these were uh, these were the offspring of fallen angels, then they were near supernatural beings. And uh, so people believe that they were gods. And, and you know, everything that we know about the, 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 the Greek gods and mythology, all that came from the life, the, the, the corruption of fallen rebellious angels. And I can't, I'm not going to recap all of that. But but when we understand all of these things, when we look at all these things that has happened in the past and how God has related to those things, it actually, these memories actually start getting incorporated into our sense of self. Now, when we come to Jesus, and I am, I, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm outraged, at what happens to most people when they come to Jesus. You know, when we come to Jesus, the core thing that we're supposed to believe is, is, is we're supposed to believe the gospel of peace. That's what Paul says in Romans uh, chapter 9. And when people hear the gospel of peace, then faith comes to them by that word that is preached to them by the preacher who brings the gospel of peace. Well, Nobody hardly in the whole world preaches the gospel of peace because people don't believe that God has made peace with us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Or they come up with some goofy legalistic spiritual uh, uh, understanding or, or, of, of what, how they define that, and, it's, and it doesn't come down to peace as like God's peace. So first of all, we hear the gospel of peace, that Jesus became our sin. Jesus took all of our punishment. Jesus took all of our rejection. He bore all of our sins to, uh, to Hades and ultimately paid the full price. And, and if we choose to, if we, see, if, if we believe the gospel, and then if we're going to believe in the resurrection of Jesus, then we've got to believe what happened on the cross. We've got to believe uh, because that's where peace was made. That's where the wrath of God was satisfied. And so, uh, uh, you know, the very first uh, feast uh, that the children of Israel participated in was leavened bread. Leaven, many people define leaven as just sin, sinful behavior. No, it's more than that. Leaven is more of the beliefs that are sinful, but they drive us to a more destructive, sinful life. And so the idea of the Feast of, of, of Leaven, uh, about getting all the leaven out, is where we surrender every belief about God that we've ever had. Because the children of Israel, they were in Egypt. They had come to believe in the Egyptian gods. Many of them probably were idolaters. They had corrupted their beliefs. They didn't, they didn't, they no, many of them no longer believed who God said he really was. And so God says, look, be holy. In other words, he says, he says, be uncommon. That's what holiness is. He says, you be uncommon just like I'm uncommon. Because he was, he was revealing himself to the children of Israel. And he says, this is who I am. Therefore, this is 
who you should be. If, if, I, if I'm going to be your father, you need to be like me. And, and, you know, we're not going to be corrupt and we're not going to be immoral. We're not going to be liars. We're not going to be thieves. We're not going to be murderers. We're going to be peacemakers because I'm a God of peace as much as the world will, uh, you know, allow the opportunity to have peace. So, so once we've heard the gospel, which most people have heard very little of the gospel, then the question is, is based on this, if I believe that Jesus died and paid the price for all of my sins and delivered me from all of my sins and that God raised him from the dead, then that means he had to conquer all of those sins. And so the Bible teaches that if I believe this in my heart, now remember, the heart is it's the facility of your identity. And before we come to Jesus, most of our identity comes from our long-term memory of all of our past that we remember and we drag it forward forward and we come up with we use it to come up with some sense of who we are, some some corrupt sense of our identity. And so what's supposed to happen is if we believe the gospel, the gospel of peace, not just any gospel, the gospel of peace, if we believe that gospel. And we believe that Jesus made peace by paying the price for our sin. And we believe that Jesus was raised up in newness of life. If we believe that in our heart, we actually enter into that identity. We enter into the identity of the person. We become one with Jesus. And we enter into a oneness where, yes, when he died, I died. The old me died. All of my sins you know, my past is over, uh, and now I am raised up in righteousness, and now I am one with him. And man, this is what, where you start getting into the concepts of, uh, again, being one with Christ, being, you know, raised up in him, uh, being seated at the right hand with him, walking in harmony with him. And you start realizing that everything, everything changed after Jesus was raised from the dead. And all of the all of the emphasis and all of the epistles to to the churches was that all right, now you're in Christ, you have a new identity. Take on this new identity. Well, that's supposed to start at the very beginning when we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Well, the real truth is, you know, I've talked to thousands of believers that uh, they believe that Jesus is Savior. They believe that Jesus is Lord. But the real truth is. I don't even know anything about the death, burial, and resurrection. You know, I have an incredible series called Three Days That Changed the World, where I talk about what happened. See, people have this, this faint, vague knowledge of Jesus going to the cross, but they have no idea what happened from the cross to the throne, from his, from his death to his resurrection. Well, it, in, it was in that process that we get salvation. The things that happened from the cross to the throne is really the basis of our faith. And when we know that Jesus was bound by all of our sin, the sins of the entire world, when we understand that, when we believe that, then we realize that he had to have the power. He was raised up, the Bible says, by the power of righteousness because the power of righteousness raised him up, conquering all of that sin and actually conquering the devil and stripping the devil of power. And so, so now here we are, this has happened. But do you believe that in your heart? Because if you believe that in your heart, 
And you know what? Believing something in your heart is a journey. It's not, you know, uh, every day as we walk with the Lord, we discover more about his love. We discover more about his goodness. We, you know, as we're reading the word, we discover more about the subtleties of what he has provided for us, what he has done for us through the death, burial, and resurrection. And the more we discover about what he's done for us, and the more we we uh, establish our heart in that, then the more that becomes a part of our identity. And the less our past plays a role in how we define ourselves, how we see ourselves, how we think of ourselves, how we think of our relationship with God. So, so when we come to Jesus, if we believe in our heart the fact that he died and made peace he made peace through his, you know through his cross uh, uh his death on the cross but he 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 gave us righteousness and he gave us a new life through the resurrection and it is in fact that resurrection power that works in us the same power that raised christ from the dead is the power that works in us now if we believe it. Now, you have to understand, God can't force this stuff to happen to you. God gave you authority. You have authority over your own life. We have authority in this world. God does not force you to believe anything. God makes it all available. The Holy Spirit is always trying to draw you and teach you. God sends people to you. But the, at the end of the day, it is your choice to as to whether or not you will believe that you are a new creation. It is your choice to decide whether or not the resurrection power of God works in you. Now, we talked in the last couple of sessions about the power of memory, uh, and, and we talked about how that God had the children of Israel every single year. It, they, they were to spend time reflecting on uh, and participating in uh, the feast. And... The feast, have, the whole concept of the feast has been twisted into some kind of religious legalism that God never intended, never said, but that's what people do. They turn everything into something that makes sense and it becomes religion instead of faith. Faith trusts what God does, therefore faith responds by taking the appropriate actions. Now, uh, legalism does not believe that God has done all the things that he said he did in Jesus. Therefore, the legalist believes that we have to do things to get God to respond to us. And uh, that's why one of the very first things we're supposed to do as believers is repent from dead works. In other words, we, this, is, this is where we get all of the leaven out of our lives, all of the beliefs, all of the ideas, all the religious thinking. It doesn't matter if you got it from your mama, your daddy, your preacher, your denomination, the pope. It doesn't matter where it came from. The question is, is it in the Bible and is it what, and is it, is it what the Bible teaches? So the children of Israel, every year, they would, you know, they would observe unleavened bread. And, you know, probably many times they made it more religious. They didn't make it about what, what it's supposed to be about, about getting all of these beliefs and everything out of your heart. Then, then they observed Passover. Well, the, the Passover actually is about being delivered by, from the wrath of God by the blood of the Lamb. 
And that, that's supposed to be actually the first sacrificial feast that they observed. Now, the Jews didn't. They twisted it around and made Yom Kippur the, high, you know, the, the most important thing and the first thing and the starting place. Well, no, the starting place with us in Jesus is when we were willing to come to him and believe on him as Lord. Now, remember, once we believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, then the, a response of faith to that is to confess him as Lord. Now, uh, Jesus can't be much of anything in your life if he's not your Lord. And we are not called to be Christians. We're called to be disciples. And disciples are people who want to live based on the life and the teachings of their Lord and Master. And so, and so if, if we confess Jesus as Lord, now keep in mind the word confess means to say the same thing. So basically, if I'm, if for me to experience the Lordship of Jesus in my life, I've got to, I got to say, I've got to confess the same thing about him that the Bible says. Now, I've always said it this way, is that you always find faith in three places that, where they're coming into to alignment, into agreement. And that is in the Word of God, in your heart, and then in your mouth. Now, all three of these, this is a confession. I'm saying the same thing as in the Word. I'm saying the same thing that I believe in my heart, and, and now it's in my mouth. And this is, this is where I enter into a relationship with Jesus as Lord. Now, that, the word um, confess also uh, is a compound word, so it also means to give assent or agreement to something. So it's not just empty words. It's giving assent and agreement to it, bringing yourself into harmony with this. And so now, if we have believed the gospel, and if we have entered into harmony with it, and the real truth is our old man, all that we have ever been, not just before we got saved, but everything that we've ever been outside of Jesus has died and the debt has been paid by the Lord Jesus. If we are grateful, if we are relational, if we believe this, and the real truth is your heart will come alive with a passion to know him and to follow him as your Lord. And so, and so the first thing that's supposed to happen for us is really just like the first thing that happened for the children of Israel. The first thing is, you know, we experience salvation. We don't experience it because of, you know, we know all, all of the formulas and all of the information. We hear as much of the gospel as we hear it, and we make that decision. And if Jesus is our Lord, then what should have happened for us is we should have started a journey of, uh, of altering our sense of identity and our sense of self. So for the Israelites, like I said, they, they, they had unleavened bread, then they had Passover. Well, then they, but they had other really big events in their life. There was the crossing of the, of the Red Sea. There was Mount Sinai. And, and all of these events and all of these feasts that we were called to observe, we are called to observe those so that we start incorporating into our memories that sense 
of, of God manifesting himself in all these powerful ways, of God delivering us. I mean, because if you're meditating on something, you start experiencing it as if it's something you did, if it's something you lived through. And so, and so we are supposed to create uh, this based on these new memories based on God delivering the children of Israel. And we are supposed to renew those in our mind and establish those in our heart. And if you want to know more about how to establish things in your heart, check out my uh, heart, Essential Heart Physics series. We teach you how to establish your heart, write on your heart, all those kinds of things. But, but the, in Jesus, if we believe on Jesus as Lord, if we accept the fact that we died with him and we have now been raised up, then the real truth is our past is dead it is gone, it is buried, and our struggle with the past ends once we accept that, and particularly that now that we're raised up with Christ, we believe in our heart, we become one with him. We don't have that past. We're not that person, and so it's not legitimate to drag that into our present. I'll talk to you more about this. Passes on to people. You can have a sense of yourself that's totally different. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.